Organized group activities aren't really my thing, Mr. Gray. He arches in a brow. What is your thing, Anastasia? He asks. His voice soft and his secret smile is back. I gaze at him, unable to express myself. I'm on shifting tectonic plates. Try and be cool, Anna. My tortured subconscious begs on bended knee. Books? I whisper, but inside my subconscious is screaming, You! You are my thing! I slap it down instantly, mortified that my psyche is having ideas above its station. What kind of books? He cocks his head to one side. Why is he so interested? Oh, you know, the usual. The classics. British literature, mainly. <gasps> what kind? Just, Vaguely. You know, just stuff written by British people. Just, it's, it's fine. She's... She's a teenager. I highly doubt she's reading Carol Ann Duffy, who I love, or fucking, uh... No, you're right. She's not reading Carol Ann Duffy or fucking. It's true. It's true. It's true. He, he rubs his chin with his long index finger and thumb as he contemplates my answer. Or perhaps he's just very bored and trying to hide it. Anything else you need? I have to get off this subject. Those fingers on that face are so beguiling. I don't know. What else would you recommend? What would I recommend? I don't even know what you're doing. That would have been another really good meta-ana line. Okay. Just like, I don't know. You've just bought weird, strappy stuff. You could be doing anything with this. Yeah. I, I would recommend uh, some lie. Maybe like a like a hack ski mask, uh, some trash see, bags. ski mask, stockings. I'm seeing a crowbar here, flashlight, gloves, and trash bags, and an ice pick, and handcuffs. In the Ted Bundy pick. Yeah, yeah. So mm, for do-it-yourselfer, he nods, gray lie, gray eyes alive with wicked humor. I flush, and my eyes stray of their own accord to his snug jeans, <clears throat> coveralls. I reply. And I know I'm no longer screening what's coming out of my mouth. He raises an eyebrow, amused, yet again. You wouldn't want to ruin your clothing. I gesture vaguely in the direction of his jeans. Th that could, I could always be a meta on a moment right there. Yeah, almost. If she was like, oh yeah, you're definitely a murderer. Would hate to get blood on your jeans. You know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I could always take them off, he smirks. Uh. Um... I feel the color in my cheeks rising again. I must be the color of the communist manifesto. Um, stop talking. Stop talking now. I just uh, I like the uh, no. You gotta you gotta stick that in there, don't you, El James? I know you hate communists. I know it. I'll take some coveralls. Heaven forbid I should ruin any clothing. He says dryly. I try and dismiss the unwelcome image of him without jeans. That is a fear response. That's not a sexy response. Yeah, it's unwelcome, meaning that she doesn't want this thought. Do you need anything else? I squeak as I hand him the blue coveralls. He ignores my inquiry. How's the article coming along? He's finally asked me a normal question, away from all the innuendo and the confusing double talk, a question I can answer. I grasp it tightly with two hands, as if it were a life raft, and I go for honesty. I'm not writing it. Catherine is. Miss Cavanaugh. My roommate. She's the writer. She's very happy with it. She's the editor of the magazine, and she was devastated that she couldn't do the interview in person. 
I feel like I come up for air, at last a normal topic of conversation. Her only concern is that she doesn't have any original photographs of you. You fool. Gray raises an eyebrow. What sort of photographs does she want? Okay, I hadn't factored in this response. I shake my head because I just don't know. Well, I'm around. Tomorrow, perhaps, he trails off. You'd be willing to attend a photo shoot? My voice is squeaky again. Kate will be in the seventh... Kate will be in seventh heaven if I can pull this off. And you might see him again tomorrow. That dark place at the base of my brain whispers seductively at me. That's not a seductive whisper. No. I dismiss the thought of all the silly, ridiculous... Kate will be delighted if we can find a photographer. I'm so pleased. I smile at him broadly. His lips part like he's taking a sharp intake of breath and he blinks. For a fraction of a second, he looks lost somehow. And the earth shifts slightly on its axis, the tectonic plates sliding into a new position. Oh my, Christian Gray's lost look. There's Meta Auto right know there. About... Yeah, um, managed to get a zinger off. Which is a really milk toast zinger and doesn't do anything. But whatever. Let me know about tomorrow. Reaching into his back pocket, he pulls out his wallet. My card. It has my cell number on it. You'll need to call before ten in the morning. Okay. I grin up at him. Kate is going to be thrilled. Ooh, Kate! What? Hey, um, if you're a multi-billionaire CEO, do you, you don't keep, p- like, your personal cell number on your business no. card? My- do you do that? No. no. And besides no. which, he would have a business card holder. Not, yeah. it wouldn't be in his wallet. So, fuck you, E.L. James. You don't know shit about shit. Uh, I, this big, next, this chunk is really big, so I- I'm fine with continuing to read it. Oh, okay. If you, if yeah, you want to go doesn't on. doesn't bother me. Yeah, I figured my voice has been committed to this scene, so I might as well just stick with it. You're making it a lot more tolerable than it would otherwise be. I try. Anna. And I'm not going to yell because it is now 3.40 in the morning where I'm at, so I'm not raising my voice above this. Paul has materialized at the other end of the aisle. He's Mr. Clayton's youngest brother. I'd heard he was home from Princeton, but I wasn't expecting him to see him today. Er, excuse me for a moment, Mr. Gray. Gray frowns as I turn away from him. Paul has always been a buddy, and in this strange moment that I'm having with the rich, powerful, awesomely off-the-scale, attractive, control-freak Gray, it's great to talk to somebody who's normal. Paul hugs me hard, taking me by surprise. Anna, hi, it's so good to see you, he gushes. Hello, Paul. How are you? You home for your brother's birthday? Yep. You're looking well, Anna. Really well. He grins as he examines me at arm's length. Then he releases me, but keeps a possessive arm draped over my shoulder. I shuffle from foot to foot, embarrassed. It's good to see Paul, but he's always been over-familiar. When I glance up at Christian Grey, he's watching us like a hawk, his grey eyes hooded and speculative, his mouth a hard, impassive line. He's changed from the weirdly attra- weirdly attentive customer to someone else. Someone cold and distant. S- slight sidebar here. Mm-hmm. Because we were just talking about murder hits and Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy mm-hmm. did this. He would... They call it flipping in psychological terms. Um, there's an incident described in Violet in Mind, the 1976 psychological report on Ted Bundy by Dr. Al Carlisle, where... 
couple of people who went on a whitewater rafting trip with Bundy, uh, two ladies and then a boyfriend and then Bundy, uh, they said that during this whitewater rafting trip, they saw a complete and utter change in personality. Like he was a completely different person from the one that they had interacted with before. Um, during this particular incident, uh, Bundy was not physically violent, but he did forcibly attempt to remove a woman's top. And when I say not physically violent, he didn't like hit her. He was just touching her in an inappropriate way that she was not comfortable with. And that's the thing with a lot of psychopaths and serial killers is that they're very good at maintaining that mask of sanity until something triggers them and they flip and they're just, they're in that mode. And I don't want it to sound like they have no control over this because they absolutely do. There is enough of a person inside of the killer's mindset to be able to step back and make choices, but they choose to cause violence and harm. So I don't want it to sound like this is, I'm excusing Christian Grey's behavior at all, but this is a phenomenon that does take place and it's very dangerous and something that people need to be on the watch for. If somebody completely flips on you, ices you out, starts acting very strange in a situation like this, turn and run as fast as you can. Uh, I also want to, yeah. I also want to kind of, I don't want to, Anna's not comfortable with being touched in this scenario. I get that. I kind of want to defend Paul because maybe he saw her, read the situation instantly as, oh my god, this guy is a fucking creep who's going to harm my friend. So he's like trying to act like he's her boyfriend to throw Gray off the trail. But that's probably not yeah, what's happening like, here at all. So Yeah, and in general terms, like if you have somebody that you know who seems to be uncomfortable with a situation, if you feel comfortable enough to kind of go up there and be that sort of body block, that's can be really, really beneficial to your friend or somebody you don't even know. If you get the idea that somebody's maybe expressing physical discomfort, interposing yourself can put you in a more dangerous situation, but help them out and get them out of something a little more dangerous especially when there's a power imbalance mm -hmm. when you have a taller physically imposing man coming to a woman's place of work and like asking her to go around and show him where creepy bondage gear is and she's like trying to get away I mean, from I've, him like <laughs> i've definitely done that kind of if i've been like out with people like with, with like with women especially and i see them like getting very uncomfortably hit on by a guy I will go from being very, very overly friendly to both of them, but then, like, physically place myself between them. And it's just, it's like, it's a very good way to just, like, like kind of cut through the, the awkward tension of that and just kind of, just kind of remove the uncomfortableness of that situation and kind of give, give like, kind of give the woman an out. Like, it's, 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 it's definitely, like, a thing right. that that is like effective and, then, and that people do and that i would i would recommend if you're out with your female friends and you see them getting awkwardly held this, by this weird is, dudes um I, I want this to be clear peter is actually a decent human being if you are True. attempting to intervene in a scenario just so that then you can flirt with that woman fuck you trash yeah no that's no that's that that's no don't, don't do, do that. that don't don't, don't, 
if you're doing it because you have an expectation, like, I'm gonna be this knight in shining armor and that's gonna make her like me, don't do that. Don't, don't be that guy. It never works out. Don't be that guy. She will go from being kind of cool with you to hating you so, 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 so much more. Because yeah. that's a loathsome thing to do. You saw I was in a bad situation and then you come and put me in the exact same situation. But somehow worse because now... I have to deal with this twice? Great. Awesome. Super great. Yeah. It fosters entitlement, too, because you're like, well, I saved you from that awkward situation. You now owe me that attention. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's, it, just don't do that. Just be, just be a good, just be a good yeah. and cool person. 